Hello, welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. This is a podcast that invites you to come find yourself. So you can listen to this and say, thank God for that, it's not just me. And I can talk to you and say, that's right, it's not just you, it is also me. Uh, Day 121, I think. And I'm going to share with you a piece I wrote in Reasons to be Cheerful Rides Again about um, war and my memories of growing up. Um, And I think it is relevant to today because certainly anyone that's got kids will find that it's a scary time for them and they'll be asking questions about what's happening in Ukraine and how that might impact us. And I think um, my experience, I believe, is that because the children have far more access to news or accounts, websites that say that they're news but are not, um, it feels potentially like they have a more heightened sense of fear and danger than I would have had growing up. I might be wrong, um, but I had felt moved to write about um, the experiences that I'd had growing up. And lots of people who were born in the 70s and 80s may well have um, gone through this too. So it feels awkward to kind of share it, but I put it in print. And I remember actually at the time that I wrote it, um, I had some really lovely feedback because everybody was afraid about Trump having his finger on the big red button. So um, let's see where it takes us. Here is a brief summary of the wars and terrorist attacks that I can recall in my lifetime so far and what I did as a result of each. The IRA attacks. I wasn't quite 10, but I do remember the Brighton bombing being reported on the news. Bins were removed from town centres and train stations. I put my crisp packets in my pockets and carried on being a child. The Cold War. This boils down to a programme that I watched and a book that I read. The programme was Spitting Image. I'm not sure why my parents let me watch this as a child. The political satire completely washed over me as I concentrated on waiting for Gorby, Reagan and Thatcher puppets to appear and this song at the end of the show. Um, I don't know why our parents let us watch it, Um, but I've got extremely strong memories of the sketch with um, Thatcher being asked um, about vegetables around the cabinet table. So um, maybe go look that up if you want to see what political satire was like back then. Uh, And the book that I read was When the Wind Blows by Raymond Briggs. I'm not sure why my parents bought me this book, but having thoroughly enjoyed Fungus the Bogeyman, I thought I was in for a treat. Instead, I was petrified and wondered how quickly I could paint the windows white and turn the kitchen table on its side when the four-minute warning came. I cried a lot after reading it and even more when the book was made into a cartoon and televised. It's If you haven't seen or read When the Wind Blows by Raymond Briggs, it's, I mean, it's just devastating um, and beautifully done. I continued to enjoy Spitting Image, never looked at When the Wind Blows again and carried on being a child albeit one with a knowledge of satirical songs I could recite but didn't understand. The Falklands War. I was seven when this happened, but have very clear memories of various features run by the sun, including a song to be sung 
to the tune of Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. And, I've, you know, I've, I've got a big issue with the sun. Jesus Christ. Um, it was something like, don't cry for us, Argentina. You know that we will defeat you. And it ended up with a like, yeah, we'll all be in the bar. And just, I mean, I don't know, not for me. I guess that's it. You know, if you don't like it, don't look. But uh, yeah, way to uh, rally people by uh, saying, yeah, yeah, we're British and we're going to like get well drunk and all of the patriot lovelies are going to be there with mini skirts on and no tops. It is entirely possible that we stuck a Union Jack that came in the centre pages of the pitch paper to one of our windows. It is also entirely possible that the sun ran pictures of bare-breasted women wearing camouflage to support the war effort. And they did, because there was like a double-page spread. And I'm sure that they were wearing um, camo uh, paint on their faces and um, like Rambo-style bullet belts across their bare breasts. Uh, you know, thanks for the eating disorder, the sun. I learnt the words to the song and carried on being a child, albeit one who thought seeing a pair of tits in a newspaper was normal. I mean, it was normal for the times, but when people say the good old days, that's not good times, not good time. The Gulf War. By this point, I was using fake ID to get into pubs and dodgy nightclubs. Quite often, you'd encounter men who would say that they were soldiers who were off to serve and might not come back. Ladies, have you met one of these men in your past history? It was a thing. Oh, yeah, I'm in the army and uh, yeah, I'm going to get uh, uh, yeah sent away to serve and I might not come back. Now, it's possible that some of the blokes were in the army, um, but they were just going back to Aldershot. They weren't going anywhere. <laughs> My God. Um, they won and then they they would wonder if me or my friends might like to oblige them with a sexual favour. We carried on going out, carried on using fake IDs, but stayed the hell away from men with low rent chat up lines. The Iraq War. By this point, I had a friend living in Kuwait who described the time a rocket went over the British embassy. She hid under a table. I thought again about when the wind blows and decided that tables are actually a life saving bit of kit. I also worried constantly about her hope she would come home, which thankfully she did, and carried on living my life. 9-11. I was out shopping, buying a present for my husband to celebrate our first wedding anniversary. My phone beeped with a text from my brother that read, a plane hit the Twin Towers. I called him to ask what the punchline was before realising how far from a joke that day would turn out to be. Walking back from work, walking back to work, some firefighter, God, let me try that again. Walking back to work, some fighter jets crossed the sky, and when I arrived at the office, everyone was crowded around a computer. The news website crashed, so we turned on the radio and stood there in disbelief and silence. I thought, oh shit, this is it. World War Three is on the way. I still can't believe that it happened. I did travel to America in the years that followed and continued to visit tourist attractions, landmarks, corporate offices. I went to work for a big American company. I carried on living my life. 7-7. Seven, seven. I was at Heathrow Airport when it happened. I phoned my husband. We checked to make sure everyone we loved was safe. I was afraid, but I got on the plane. I carried on visiting London and using public transport. So I have children now, and they want to know what's going on in the world. I tell them a little, avoid 24-hour news when they're around, and I'm mindful of the impact of newspapers. 
They worry about whether there will be a time when they don't have a family or whether bombs will come here and then remark on how lovely the sausage rolls were that they had the other day and write out their Christmas lists. They don't put world peace on there. They want a Lego Death Star in Sylvanian families. They carry on being children and I want to protect that, to protect them. I'm not a politician or a soldier and I'm not a member of the security services. I cannot trawl the dark web and track people, infiltrate ranks, engage in combat or seek to solve problems that have no clear resolution. So what can I do? I can only do what I know, the stuff that I was born and brought up to do. Show kindness and compassion, give and receive love, enjoy life, make music, draw pictures, trust people, laugh, have fun, take the opportunities that life puts my way and enjoy the moment. This life is a gift and whatever way it is taken away from me, I want to know that I've lived my life and help my children to live theirs happily and unafraid. So there you are, written um, a little while ago, but um, rings true still. Um, it's hard to answer those questions. <laughs> Go back a couple of days and look at uh, existential crisis episode. Um it's big question time all the time. And uh, if you are a parent that's going through that process of speaking to your children about the situation in Ukraine and finding that hard, um, well, you're not on your own. You're not alone with that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it gave you some food for thought. I'd love to know what you think. Um, I'll be back with you tomorrow. Thank you to those of you that have shared the podcast and who have sent me messages of support. I really appreciate it. What do I hope for you? I hope that if your kids are feeling a bit wobbly and afraid, you can help them navigate that conversation and find a little something that lifts their spirits and make some laugh and give them an extra hug when they go to bed tonight. Thanks again. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye bye.